You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're you're tuned in to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata at Odyssey Sports Podcast. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. My favorite time of the show because you get one practice in, you kind of see what the team is looking like. They're ready for game week. It's officially game week in Cincinnati as they get back to the practice field. Lyle Collins was out of Wednesday's practice practice to be determined on if he's good to go. It was noted as a back injury on the injury report. We'll have more. Make sure you're following along over on Twitter. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Game day, Cincy. Follow that. Bengals underscore stands at LNDS Patterson. But now now let's get to the predictions. Every single time I'm watching these pregame shows, it's just undefeated with everyone taking Cincinnati in the game. I don't think we're going to see that for some of the national shows this week. And I think someone's going to say, nope, not taking Cincy. Every time I do, they get the L. They haven't looked the same. Joe Burrow's semi-struggling. The offensive line is struggling. Defensively, they can't get to the quarterback. What's the NFL, be- yeah, The NFL website already. It was almost all Bengals, but Daniel Jeremiah picked the Jets. Thanks, Daniel Jeremiah. I actually really appreciate that because um, there's just too many people taking them in two weeks that you need someone to uh, go against it. What's going to happen on Sunday? I think the Bengals win, but honestly, I'm getting nervous about this. I said wire to wire last time, but they didn't even have a lead. (laughs) And then the first game I did predict correctly in terms of they're winning unless they turn the ball over multiple times and they threw the ball away five times. So. That one, I got this last one. They didn't even have any turnovers. They just lost, shooting themselves in the foot still. They're still doing that stupid stuff. False starts, negative runs, sacks, out the wazoo. Look, if they can protect the quarterback, even three, three sacks, in which that's not good, getting three sacks at a game. But if they can limit to three sacks and they can limit to one turnover, they should win this game pretty easily. Will they? I don't know. Joe Flacco was on a heater against the the Browns, but I, I don't – look, I, it, to me it's still old Flacco who's a backup in this league. And honestly, he's never been that great against the Bengals other than that amazing 2015 game that I always think back on, probably because the Bengals won, I think, so fondly of it. But A.J. Green and Steve Smith going back and forth, catching touchdowns, that was an awesome game. But uh, anyway, long way to say I think the Bengals win. If I'm going to give it the score – I really don't know if the offense kicks into high gear yet, but the defense is playing solid. I'll say an optimistic 27 to 17 victory. 
I like that. I'm, I want to say that they're at some point going to get in the 30s. And I think you're going to have to get in the 30s if you want to beat Miami, not to look too far ahead, because obviously those offensive weapons and they know how to use them. Um, but I, I think Joe starts to look like Joe Burrow of 2021 and gets comfortable out there. As you mentioned, it's crazy that we even have to say that, that he can get sacked at like three times max. That's insane because some quarterbacks will go a whole game without getting sacked and and Joe has to deal with that. But again, he's a different type of quarterback. He's always trying to make a play too. I think the biggest thing for them and what I really want to see, obviously it would be great to get the losing streak snapped starting out fast. I mean, they're one of the most talented teams, even last year to score in the third quarter, they come back in the second quarter and they, and they light it up. It's so different from Marvin Lewis's teams where they would come back from halftime and ever, everyone would be like, do they make halftime adjustments? What did they do at halftime? Uh, but with Zach Taylor's group, they could be down 11, 17. I'm like, mm, they'll probably, they could come back and, and, and win. Uh, not lately. I haven't felt that way, but just over on the last year and a half, they've, they've found ways to do that. I think that, the offensive line, it's just such a question mark with Collins. But as we've talked about before, he hasn't played his best at right tackle. So, you know, maybe the replacement that's in there will will be good for the offensive line for now until Collins is healthy because it could be something that he's dealing with. And that's why he's struggling right now. I'm trying to think of it as a more optimistic situation with the offensive line. You know, will they get the run game going with Joe Mixon? Could it be a balance for this offense that, you know, take some of the pressure off Joe Burrow and, and Mixon get it going? I, I'll say 21, 13, um, and it would just be nice maybe to get a win and not win or lose by three points because all of that is getting real annoying fast. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I think this defense is, is probably going to get more turnovers and capitalize on those. You get one, they should have had multiple in the Dallas game. I think they're going to get to Joe Flacco, something about this franchise versus Flacco. Again, none of these players were not the defense wasn't all here when he was facing them, but I, I think they finally get pressure on a backup quarterback because you're going to have to, if you want to stay in it. And just listening to Joe today, of course, the quarterback is going to be all calm and everything's going to be fine, but he was just so chill, so calm, cool. Just like, yeah, we're going to be fine. And just talking about the matchup, like it was nothing, like everything's going to be fine. It's, it's such a drastic difference between playing the Steelers and Cowboys defenses to playing the Jets defense, because while they have some guys, it's there's, there's no dude. There's no, top five guy that you have to prepare for, know where he is at all times. As good as Quinn and Williams, I think, is their best defensive lineman. I think as good as he is, you're not doing that. And they don't have a guy in the secondary that you're really trying to avoid. Sauce Gardner for all the UC fans, he's going to be great. He's a rookie in his third game, and he's going against guys that are better than him. So I think they can move the ball on offense. I think that – I just think that some of the – woes we're seeing with this offense is just that they had such a brutal we keep talking about how the quarterbacks they lost to cooper rush and mitch trubisky and we haven't really talked about how they've had such a brutal opening in terms of defenses face those could be the best two defenses they play the entire year especially considering how healthy they are when they played them so with that in mind i think the offense opens up i think we're gonna see some things calm down i will say the Bengals. i believe i saw was the worst by expected points added EPA per play. They're the worst opening 15 plays in the league. So they got to get that script a little bit better than what it is right now. What do you think that is though? 
I mean, look, I'm not trying to, we, we talk play calling, we talk Joe Burrow offensive line. I, and not to like hammer on Zach, because honestly, I'm not giving up on Zach Taylor right now. I, I think, you know, this, like we've talked about before, what he did last year with this team, it was unbelievable. What he does as a culture overall is great. Um, is that a coaching issue? Are, are they not ready? Because it's just crazy to me that they look so flat. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've thought about this because this was the same case last year. He's just, just doesn't seem like a team that starts hot. Uh, so I think one, you do have to give a little bit of blame to Zach just in terms of even if they are just trying to figure things out in the first you know quarter or so, they have to move the ball still. They have to be able to get to their bread and butter and just see how the defense reacts and move the ball while they're doing that. But I do have the theory that a lot like uh, it's a different sport, but usually in like the first game of the finals, maybe even the first two, LeBron James isn't scoring 35. Uh, he would score like 20 and it felt like he was just calculating everything. How are they reacting when we do this? How are we reacting when we do that? And I think the Bengals offense kind of does that too. They run a motion and a run play. They see how the defense reacts, kind of write it down. Okay, that could be something we exploit later. Let's see how they react to an under center pass, which they did get to. The splits are still terrible, mostly because of week one, but they did get to those and they even did a straight drop back out of under center, which is very 2000s. And I'm honestly for it because they got a great look out of it. Uh, write it down, you know, like, okay, we got press cover three when we went under center and just drop back. What do they do when we run play action under center? Okay, the middle linebacker is not respecting it at all. He's just bailing out of there. Just all these type of things. And then when they get on 19 play drive, some of that is they've poked and prodded and know exactly how to push which buttons when, but then the defense reacts to like that drive. And then you get that last drive, which was three and out to win the game. Um, but yeah, what I think is that he takes it to the extreme. He takes the idea of poking and prodding the defense and seeing how do they react when we press this button? How do they react when we do this? How do they react with this? And then trying to exploit it later, but he takes it to like the max doesn't show enough, doesn't show, you know, get to any of his real good plays early. He just gets to the common concepts of the, the team early and sees how they react and tries to build off of that. So that's that's my working theory. I, I wouldn't know without actually talking to him or having any ear in the game plan room or anything like that or on the sideline to know, like, that's what they're trying to do. But that feels like what it is to me, at least early in the games. We need to get Zach Taylor. I will remember this his first year. Uh, and this is why I, the dude is awesome to me. And I know he has to do a better job as head coach and the play calling. But his first year in Cincinnati, um, we asked him right when he got to town, hey, will you join our podcast that we had going on at the Inquirer? And he said, how about when I get my first win, I'll join you guys. And who knew it was going to be the Joe Burrow draft year where they weren't going to win forever. Um, and after their first win, I want to say it was against the Jets. Uh, it's been forever ago. It's crazy. It was the Jets. Frank Pollock was the uh, offensive fly coach. I just remember this game really well because I remember Joe Mixon going up and giving him a, like the ball and a hug or something at one point. Yeah. And it was a cool win. I remember that game. Well, he said to us, it was funny because right after the game, it was at home. It was at Paul Brown Stadium at the time. And he said, okay, what time are we recording the podcast this week? And remembered that he had told us, hey, when I get my first one, I'll join the podcast. So, Zach Taylor, if you're listening to someone from Paycor Stadium, we want you on. We want to talk about the slow starts. <laughs> but um, that was In a good way. We want to... <laughs> 
in a great way. We're big fans. Um, <laughs> Neither one of us said you should give a play calling. We we no, that talked was about it because people wanted us to, but we all said no. Yep, we would never say that <laughs> on, this, on this podcast <laughs> to be determined if that's still the thing after Sunday. Uh, but I don't know why that story just popped in my head. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I want to go to the wide receiver room really quickly before we wrap up. You mentioned Sauce. I feel like, you know, as we mentioned, the offense is going to finally get it going. What receiver is going to have a day on the Cincinnati offense? Um, see, what I want to say is that as long as these teams are playing all these two high stuff, it, really it should be T over the middle. But I feel like the safe option is to just keep hammering. Jamar Chase is going to be the best receiver of the day because he has been the past two games. He wasn't in the playoffs. I think T was better, at least in the Super Bowl. But, uh, yeah, in the playoffs – or sorry, in the regular season so far, it's been all Jamar Chase. So I'll just keep hitting that until T has like a 150-yard game, and then I'll start going back and forth and maybe mix in some Boyd. My honorable mention is going to be Tyler Boyd. I think he has himself a day. He'll have a touchdown. But, yeah, you can't go wrong if you give the ball to Jamar Chase. I know you're busy. So we're predicting that they're going to get their first win of the season. I would love to do a post-game podcast with a win because it's been a downer the last couple weeks. And that's the next time we are going to record. Make sure you're following along. And uh, you can get us on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands, at LNDS Patterson. It's always game day in Cincinnati. But what is up there on all Bengals? Right now, you can go check out, wrote all about the uh, Tampa 2 as a coverage and the concepts the Bengals are currently using to beat it. Because they don't want to just write a whole bunch of like, well, this is how the league beats it. Because the Bengals can't really run these things until at least the bye week. They can't install a new concept because they're game playing so much for the opponent. So I just went to the concepts they're using, explain why they work, explain the read on them, and then what changes, if they need to make any, that could happen. So uh, I think it was a really cool article. I enjoyed writing it. It seems like people enjoyed reading it. So check that out if you want. Um, going to try to get some type of Jets preview, even if it's something small, just about Quinn and Williams. But uh, it does get harder and harder when you keep losing to have the energy to go, all right, let's watch three Jets games and get a feel for <laughs> this player. It's just like, uh, there's going to be like 12 people that read this and <laughs> put a lot of effort into this losing. Uh, That's well, that's what's wild. One of the things I looked forward to last year is Mondays after a win because every, you could find national articles. Everybody wanted to talk about them. They were fun offense overall, all of it. I mean, people were even saying they were Super Bowl contenders in October last year, which is insane to think about now if you go back to all of that. Uh, but yeah, they need to win because you're going to have even more great stuff to write about over on all Bengals. And you'll have, and if they lose and the offensive line is bad, you'll have all the clips on your Twitter. So I'll, I'll just keep, I'm, my, if they lose, I might just become a DJ reader only account. <laughs> some of those clips i mean not really but man but you know what you need to do if they lose i mean i don't want them to i'd really like them to win because it's fun to talk about wins i tell people that all the time even the non-biased journalists who cover the team full-time or beat writers have said isn't it better when the team wins like for your your content they're like 100 it's so much better um and it's just great i want i want to see them finally get a win and joe burrow turn it around but if they do lose 
Uh, or maybe you should just do it now. Change your Twitter handle to DJ Reader underscore number one fan. Sand. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, all, all pro. Probably <laughs> not, but I will be making a hard case for it to be an all pro in the losing season. <laughs> gonna happen I, I really don't want you to have to write i mean i love dj reader but i don't want you to have to write about you're it, making be- <laughs> I have to do it you're making the best hey you should change your thing if you lose no yeah it's gonna suck when you do that isn't it <laughs> never mind i hate all of it we're you're not changing anything but he'll get an all pro this year and we will thank you for making that happen dj reader is amazing and uh we are big fans of him on this podcast but thank you as always for listening to it's always game day in cincinnati we'll be back sunday evening after the thing